floor <laughs> right right as you hit the music i was like ah the, the pre-game hacking up along the, the hacking up along missing on the floor we're drunk on broad oh, <laughs> and my dog is mildly insane but that's okay i think maybe the dog might be slightly intoxicated dude i wouldn't had some peanut butter so she's probably uh probably on a euphoric high and uh she just realized that Peeing next to my foot was a great idea. Mike. Yeah, man. I am Coach Rich to Mike's Mike's two daughters. What's Um, going on? I I coach T-ball. I coach T-ball. And, uh, you know, I coach the the Galetto girls. So, you know, all good things. Any scouting reports yet? Scouting reports are in. You know, Uh, Ali impressed me. Uh, His fielding is below average. I will give him that. Uh, what's up? What's up, Chris? But you know he's getting there. Uh, he went to the Phillies game last night and did the uh, did the, did the throwing thing. Did you did you see did you see the video of him throwing? I did. So the first one was wildly inaccurate. The second one, he hit the target, and then the third yeah. one, he hit the bullseye. You know what he got clocked at? Talk to me. Twenty three miles an hour. What? My man's throwing 23 miles an hour at four years old. He's bringing the heat. <laughs> he is going to be my meal ticket. <laughs> Fastball <laughs> change up. No curves. Fastball change up. We'll just start calling you Rich Marinovich. Yeah, I need uh, I need to get some of that cash. But, dude, he roped one at T-ball on Saturday. Like, I was surprised. Like, he hit the little girl up the middle twice in the chest as she was sitting on her mom's lap. And her mom looks at me and goes, he hits really hard. I'm like, well, you should probably move. And, uh, <laughs> and then taken the form of his old man, he, he takes one deep to right field. Like, not not even kidding. He hit the ball in the air about 20 feet into right field. Get out. And my wife doesn't understand that it's T-ball and you only take one bag. I, I go and look as the little kid's up. I'm like, wait, where's where's Ollie? My man was standing on third. <laughs> she, she sent him. She sent him. She sent him the third, and I'm like, ah, all right, yeah, he hit the ball far. He he deserves that. That, 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 ball, that ball hit the air, and she's like, get three. No, yeah, dude, that ball was in the air, and I'm like, there's no stopping this kid. There's no stop. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, I get to hang out with Mike. Mike was there at the first practice. Met his met his wife. Saw the baby. The two girls. Nice. Awesome. So. It's gonna be fun, man. It's it's gonna be fun. We got a, We got a little squad. <laughs> nice, I love that. We got a little squad. Uh, I was throwing fucking darts, dude. If I if I can just get him to like listen to anything I say, I'm so, I'm I'm actually surprised like how well he hits the ball and how well he throws because I couldn't throw at that age. And my man just like picks shit up, and when he's not paying attention and just wings it, he throws a hard shit and accurate. But when I ask him to throw the ball to me from like two feet away, he's inaccurate. And <laughs> he's, just, he's, break, he's breaking glass. At that he's point. breaking glass. I'm like, oh, I'm like right here, bud. And I was like, all right, we'll work on it. But if he turns <laughs> around, great. throws it, it's just I'm like, damn, bro. Like, all right, chill. Oh god, Joe, what's going on, brother? Not a whole lot, man. Just uh, you know. Working and living life, and my boys, our boys, about to start playing on uh, three baseball teams. So nice. It's uh, I got, I'm gonna have a full time job, you know, for work, and then I'm gonna have a, we're gonna have a full time job with him, and then still doing the limo. So how's he? Hey, how's he doing in high school ball? Huh? How's he's, he doing in high school? He's actually he's he's still in eighth grade. Oh, he's in eighth grade. Okay. 
he's still in eighth grade, but he's uh, six foot nine and uh, two. <laughs> six foot nine lefty throws ninety six consistently. He could, yeah. I tell you what, you want somebody who can throw hard, man. He's fourteen and he can throw. Uh, I'm pretty sure he could probably throw in the eighties. That's awesome. Uh, but they don't, you know, they want these guys. They want these kids to be interchangeable. He could play infield. He could play first, third, outfield. Uh, and pitch as needed, but nice. it, it's incredible how uh, you know how he, how he's just taking the reins and, and run with it. You know he's playing for an academy, he's playing for school, he's playing rec ball. So nice, it, nice. Like, we're we're there's going to be zero downtime, zero. There we go, <laughs> Joe. Joe, you got your baseball your baseball Uber is gassed up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's up with you, Don? Uh, What's up with you? Listen, I was telling Joe, the weather is warm. The kids are getting rammy. It's uh it's it's vegetable growing season at school. We got uh <laughs> so we're uh listen, we're we got the the outside set up here at home, so we're just we're getting ready to just kinda enjoy this nice weather. This the weather's you know looking good for like the next you know week to 10 days yeah, outside of a couple nice. rain dates so just looking to get outside and just kind of we're gonna set up the pool soon yeah the pool nice. soon. We're, we're setting up the pool in the backyard so we'll get that set up and uh you know just try to enjoy that time we haven't really had a backyard with all the construction over the last couple weeks in the last yeah. couple weeks last couple years so it'd be nice to be able to get that stuff back together but nice man good stuff oh, Open the doors, watch the game, listen to the game outside. So can't beat it, man. No, nah. not at all. Where do you want to start? We got Phillies are starting, kind of funky. Sixers are about to embark on a playoff yeah. push. The Eagles are looking draft-ish, kind of. What's up with Devin White, man? <laughs> what do you think? Because I nope. think he's look. The last I saw, he's. We can start there. He. Devin White, last I saw, was looking for like somewhere between eighteen and twenty a year. Yeah, oh, I don't, I don't know if they can afford. I, I didn't know he wanted that much. All right, never mind. He, like he's making, <laughs> like he's making, like would I like him as a player? One hundred percent. He's he's absolutely an upgrade over Nick Morrow. Would it be great to pair him with the Kobe Dean? Absolutely. But I just don't think that the Eagles are never going to invest that level of cash. In no, no. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that, that's that answers my question. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next one. Okay, uh, next. What? What about? Okay, so draft wise, what? What are? What are? What's the most likely scenario that you think plays out in the draft? We're going to draft a defensive lineman. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Yeah, it's our mo. I just don't see it going any other way. As much as I would love uh, Robinson. Uh, at anywhere in the first round. I think that would be fantastic. Even trading back, acquiring more assets and still grabbing him and then taking somebody else with that final pick, I would be happy with. I still think the Eagles should load up on offense because I, I really have the feeling if they're scoring 45 points a game, who's going to beat them? Because they have the they they can do it. They showed this year that they can put up points at will. Why not just make your team just unstoppable on offense? Get yourself a – I don't care if you go out there and get the dude from OSU at wide receiver. I don't care if you go out there and get Bijan Robinson. Who's stopping that offense? Who's stopping those three wide receivers, that running back and Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts? Absolutely no one. Absolutely no one. Joe, talk you about I saw, I saw, Joe. I saw I saw you throw something out on Twitter in that running back scenario as like an alternative to the Robinson scenario. You want to talk yeah, about it? I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong either. I love I love Robinson too, but just going on, you know, the history of what the Eagles do at running back. I mean, the last time they drafted a, a running back in the first round was Keith Byers. Yeah, it's been a while. And look at Keith Byers and look at Bijan Robinson. You know, Bijan Robinson is probably going to be 
way better than Keith Byers ever was. Yeah. Um, but oh, 100%. I love the guy. I love the guy. And I would not be mad if they took him at 10. But I'm, I, I just I can't get off of, you know, Jalen Carter. If Jalen Carter is still there at 7, if Jalen Carter is still there at 8, I think they might just – I don't think they're going to wait. I think they're going to jump up and get him. And then on the back end of the first round is when they go out and get Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Yeah, not, I, like, I like I like too. You know, just, Carter scares me because he's too. I feel like he's too big for his bridges. I don't like the way that he's like holding himself like on a higher standard. I didn't like the whole wall. If you're not in the top ten, I'm not. I'm not talking to you. Or his shoddy performance at his pro day. Or the fact that he seemed like he was giving up on plays like during his pro day. Like, I just don't like that. To me, it's it's too Hainsworth-like. I think it's too problematic. Because if this guy is the guy you're going to take in that round, yeah, he can be a force. Unless he's doing this because he, he has a team that he wants to play for. Maybe it's the Eagles. Um, I don't know, man. Character is always an issue with me. Like, especially when you're not giving it your all. I don't mind if you, you know, you have character issues, but you show up and, and you you try every play. But I don't know. It's just a funky situation that I, I really would like to steer clear of unless he falls to you at that certain point where you're like, yeah, grab him. I just don't want to – I just don't want a headache for the organization. True. So, Rich, I, I read the top ten thing a little bit differently. I think that – they have a really good his, his agent is is Howie Ro, or Howie Rose. His agent is Drew Rosenhaus. He's right, an, so they have they, Howie's they have a, Howie. agent. <laughs> they have a really good relationship with with Howie Roseman, right? And they've worked together on deals in the past with with guys in this organization. I think they may have had a conversation that said, "Listen, if he's there at 10, we're taking him. No questions asked." Yeah, and it, and it could be like, and, and that could be Drew Rosenhaus saying, "Hey, listen, we know that if he's there at ten, the Eagles are taking him. We're not wasting our time. Yeah, going anywhere out of there." Now, he he's met with pretty much, I want to say most, if if I remember correctly, most of the teams in the top ten. But I, I just read it a little bit differently. I think you may have had a conversation. That said, hey, listen, if you're there, you're our guy. We're going to take you. We're going to you're, you're going to start day one. Um, and I think if you put him on that line with the other guys around him, that could be dangerous. And that could be, yeah. you know, I, I, I definitely think as much as I want a guy that's dynamic like Bijan Robinson, I think that you have to look at how this team has built for the last. I don't know, three decades, yeah. which is all interior alignment. So if it's not Jalen Carter, if Jalen Carter's already gone, it could be you know, the, the the guard from, from Northwestern, Skaronsky. He could be a guy. Paris, the what's his name? Is it Campbell? Paris Campbell, the kid from Ohio State. Paris Johnson. That could be a guy. Paris, yeah, Johnson. Paris Campbell did come from there, but he's been yeah. in the league for a while. We're right. <laughs> he's right. been yeah, in the league for a the draft. <laughs> he's like, fucking, I need to get back in. But listen. <laughs> draft there's, me. Again. There's, there's a team that I think. Nelson be, Aguilar. That, 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 stop. Take him if he's there, dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, I deserve, I deserve all of that. <laughs> but there's a team, like, teams, like, that I'm looking at that they could potentially trade back. Like. With the with everything that's going on between the Jets and Packers yeah. with the Aaron Rodgers thing, they're sitting at you know the the Jets are at thirteen, the Packers are at fifteen. I feel like either one of those teams could be a player to trade back. Could the could the Jets, Rich and a guy that we've talked about before, Lamar, you know, with Lamar with everything that's going on with him, could they just kind of pivot real quick and just say fuck it, we're gonna we're, we're moving off of Aaron Rodgers and, you know, try to make a, a trade for Lamar Jackson. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, if you're, if you have to give up two ones, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson actually having 
a, a fucking running game and actually having wide receivers with Garrett Wilson and uh, Alan Lazard and who's the other guy they have? Elijah. I mean, they got Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore right? Brees Hall. They traded Elijah Moore. Oh, they traded Elijah Moore. So they kept uh, what you call it, dude? Yes, what you call it, dude? Yeah, uh, who's the, who's the dickhead who was scared of Philly? Mims. <laughs> Mims. 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 The guy who's fucking terrified of Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, give him weapons. Give Lamar weapons. Jesus Christ. I would. Yeah. I'm Lamar. I'd be like, all right, fuck it. Like, I got Brees Hall. I got fucking James Robinson. All right. I got two good running backs. I got two good fucking wide receivers. A good, a good fucking defense. Like, like, let's rock. Like, why am I not going there? Aaron Rodgers is just such a douche. Like, I can't fucking stand him. Go smoke yeah. fucking peyote and make up your he mind. The cake, man. He takes the cake on 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 just diva, like most hated athlete. Because he wants to fucking he's, he's I, holding the Packers hostage. Like, bro, if he's not number one, he's 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 trying to knock down the door. Like, this, who did this with one fifty million dollars a year? Like, you fucking made this situation shit. When did this start? It's we're into April. Yeah. How, how long has this been going on? Like, I mean, that was too what, long. that was that's got to be five, six weeks ago when he made that that I, when he I, came I, out and just I, said, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go play in New York, go figure it out." Yeah. But but I Joe, I think that those two teams could be teams that you could potentially look to trade back because either the the trade is in the works and they want you know. The other scenario is that I think there's multiple – like, we all know that multiple quarterbacks are going to go at the top of this draft. Yeah. Does someone get itchy for – One of them. For one of – whoever is left, right? Levis. Because, you know, Levis. could it be Levis? Could it be Richardson? Could it be – whoever that fourth guy is? Yeah. Because three of them are going to go before the Eagles pick at 10. Yeah, potentially four of them, right? Does someone get itchy and want to and want to jump up to to ten? Like if I'm looking at like, you know, uh, who am I looking at? Like a team like the Jets, if they feel like they want to move pivot and do something different, or they want to get a weapon for for Rogers and they want to jump up, um, like Washington at sixteen. Does Washington want to move up and take Anthony Richardson and? You know they got the they got a new ownership group right with you know Josh Harris and Magic Johnson and those guys. I just I feel like there 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 are a lot of scenarios. I I think it's it's the the least likely of those scenarios is that they actually pick at ten. Yeah, the Jets signed Alan Lazard and Nicole Hardman. They have Garrett Wilson yeah. and Corey Hardman. Davis and yeah. Denzel Mims. That's right. I forgot about Hardman. Now, I forgot about, about him too. How about this pivot? How about this pivot? What if now that Washington has just or is about to be sold or already did get sold, what if they pivot with Lamar Jackson? It would make fucking sense. I mean, I could see a Josh Harris ran organization going after a franchise franchise quarterback. I mean, that makes it scary for uh, Washington because it actually gives them a threat at quarterback. So Jalen Hurts would be number one in the NFC and Lamar would be number two, which is completely fine. I would love to see those battles uh, twice a year. Holly, get out of there. Hey, listen, like, like this you, dog is, 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 is on another level tonight. And I love that, it. That's that the only thing that's going to, that's going to hinder any of that is the salary cap, right? Like yeah. they're going to have to figure out a way to either dump or move a bunch of guys to adjust for, getting him on the roster, but that's there's there's plenty of places where Lamar Jackson could go. Yeah. But I think that that's that that hanging out there is definitely a huge piece of something that they want to to address. Is there is there anybody that you're you're itching to get that's later on in the draft, Joe? Or we want to say you want to save that. You want to save that convo? I think I want to save that because I think I, I need to do a little bit more research. Um, Anybody I'm itching for what? <laughs> Later on in the draft. 
Oh, later in the draft? I don't know, man. I got to look it up. No. We'll, yeah. do, we'll, do, we'll do some research. I say we tank for Marvin Harrison Jr. The guy, yeah. Well, the guy that I don't want at 10, the guy that I don't want at 10 is this, this uh, Luca, Lucas Van Ness. No, nah, I don't want, I don't want no white boys. No Mike Mamula types. The guy, no corn fed boys from Iowa? Yeah, no. No corn fed fat boys from Iowa. <laughs> He couldn't even crack the starting lineup. I, I don't want a guy at 10. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, why are we fucking oh. – you're looking at the intangibles of this guy, and he has Mike Mamula written all over him. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a great motor. I don't give a shit. Can what the he, fuck does motor have to do with abilities on the field? This dude yeah. can run oh, I'm great. So the guy doesn't get tired? Well, he should be getting tired because he's a fucking turnstile. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. It's like, oh, he'll never get tired of getting pushed around. It's like, oh, my favorite type of player. He's got a really oh, high motor. Yo, he's going to be the hot, best high motor practice squad player we've had in years, boys. Jesus Christ. Fuck off. <laughs> I love it. All these reports. And fuck Aaron Rodgers, what? dude. Like, I'm still pissed off about that because I'm like, make a fucking deal happen or, or not. Like, I ever think all the Packers hate him, and I think all the Jets players are going to start hating him. Because nobody wants to deal with this jerk off. I, I think that it, it, in that market, it's waning very quickly. Yeah. Because I feel like they 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 expected something to get done fairly quickly, considering the statement that he comes out makes, and then it's like nothing. It's just and he's like, I'll, I'll give you a list of players I want you to sign. Get the fuck! I am not signing old ass Randall Cobb. Are you fucking stupid? Well, wait. Who was the tight end that he want? They wanted. Was it? Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. Who's he wanted like Mercedes Lewis again. He's like sixty. He's sixty, and he's only good in on the goal line situations because well, <laughs> nobody covers him because they forgot that he's alive. Oh my! They're like, yo, who is this fat fuck who used to play tight end? Oh, it's Mercedes Lewis, wide open in the back of the end zone, bobbles it twice and catches it. It's like, did you, oh, did you hear the story about? I think they were talking about it this week on sports radio. The story of about how how close the Eagles came to making that deal for Russell Wilson. No, it was a it was a story of I think it was Ian Rappaport, and they had talked about it I guess at the draft or the combine last year, and it was like it was almost set in stone, and they were <laughs> about to pull the trigger. And he said no to Phil. He said he didn't want to come here. Oh, that, thank God! That was yeah. the only thing that got in the way, or he he would he would be our quarterback. The he biggest blessing own, in disguise. In his own, in his own private office, away from all the players. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, he needs the private office so he can scam with his charity. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what it is. Oh, good God! I heard about that. Yeah, eleven million dollars. He pays three individuals in that, like over a million. All the all this money that was supposed to go to all those charities never fucking made it there. People are still waiting on checks. Scumbag. It's like less Scumbag. than four, less than forty percent of the total revenue brought in by the charity is actually put towards charitable things. Dude, it was like less than thirteen percent. Stop! Did I fuck that up? I fucked no, that but you you were right. You were right. It was like less than like it, I looked at it. It was like it actually came out to be like thirteen percent of the money that was generated actually went to charities it was sick how they broke it down three people in that organization are making over a million dollars in a non-profit that's, that's just nuts. hey man praise praise the highest praise god praise god baby praise god. <sighs> jesus christ praise him good lord fucking jerk so okay. what another thing before we move on sure how how he's gonna make a move you know he's gonna make a move Definitely. With the limited um, draft capital that we have, what yeah. do you think is more likely to get moved? Who do I think is going to get moved? No, like what pick? Pick 10? Pick pick? I mean, you, you, you're going to try to gain uh, more assets just because we don't, we don't have, um, we don't have a lot of draft uh, options this year. We only, what do we have? Five picks, six picks. Joe, I think they could move both picks. They could maneuver both picks, I think. Okay. I think that there's a possibility that, like, like if they know that there's a guy that's there at 10 that could be there at 12 or 13, 
if they can get assurances that other teams are picking other guys, like I could see them, you know, dropping three slots and picking up a second round pick. Could they, you know, if, if a guy like Jamar Gibbs is there at when they're picking at pick 30, if he's, and, yeah. and they drop back to 38, you know, 33, 34, 35 with the Texans, Cardinals, Colts. Pick up another second round pick. Maybe pick up next year's first. Like, I feel like there's a lot that could happen that I think it's very unlikely that they pick at both those slots because I think they see the capital in it. Unless there isn't a guy there that they absolutely do not want to pass on. Did you see the guy? Did you see the Cardinals involved in this cheating scandal? No. Yeah, apparently there was a, a huge cheating scandal. It was involved with uh, the GM or the former GM when he was out on a. Uh, I think I did hear about when that. He was suspended for drunk driving. Yeah. There's like a big cheating fucking scandal now that they're getting hit with, like with uh, when Wilkes was the head coach. Yeah, dude, look it up. Ooh. It's pretty fucking nuts. And I'm so happy Gannon's in Arizona and now I get to watch oh. it burn. That's going to be a dumpster fire With, between awesome. him. Ooh, between him and, uh, you know, Kyler Murray. And that's yeah, where's, where's D hop at? D hop's going to D hop's. Didn't he want to be traded? Arizona. He wants so, to be traded. Something's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to go somewhere. I think, I think all these guys are realizing that they're not going to get the ones that they want for these players anymore. So they need to start settling for like the threes. Like, yeah, he's not worth a one anymore. It, maybe, maybe he's a maybe he's a draft night uh, draft night deal. I think he that is. Could that could be a like an AJ Brown ish type move. What yeah. What are the Eagles going to do? Do you think they have a plan in place, or do you think they're kind of just waiting to see with? What free agents become available um, at at the third third receiver? I think they're just going to stay patient. To be honest, I mean they didn't move on the third wide receiver until very very late this last offseason. Yeah, Pascal. Yeah, because there's going to listen after after this draft happens, right? Those the teams are going to have to release guys to make you know draft or not draft but salary cap space available to be able to sign the draft picks. So guys are going to get released. Guys are going to get butthurt because they pick somebody at their position and request a release or a trade. There's going to, there's going to be a lot of stuff that I think is going to shake loose that I feel like they're going to be patient. Like they were with Bradbury, like they were with Gardner Johnson. Like they're going to wait for those guys to become available and you're, you're probably going to hear about guys that are going to get moved around that, Nobody yeah. ever even knew was available. Slay stayed, right? Slay yes. stayed. Slay stayed. They right. reworked his contract? Correct. Okay. So he's good. Bradbury's good. Good. Correct. All right. We're, we're good on the cornerback side. Safeties or whatever at this point. Well, I think – what about this this branch guy from Alabama? I mean, he could be a potential yeah. – I mean, I'm not real sure where – I think some of these guys, they have them all over the draft board, but yeah. – from from the the tape that I've seen and the stories that I've heard about the guy that he he might be, um, you know, worthy of maybe you know at the end of the end of the first round. I mean, if he's there at thirty, I I wouldn't have a problem with them taking him. Agreed. No, I I think Joe in the positions that they're in, there's a pool of guys that are going to be available. That I think there there's about even if they do pick at ten and thirty. <sighs> There's going to be there's going to be a group of guys that are going to be available at ten, and a group of guys that are going to be available at thirty. That you're going to be happy with about five or six of them because of the guys that'll be available and the positions that they need help with. Yeah, yeah, it helps. You know, all these teams needing and wanting quarterbacks and getting desperate, so it pushes you know pushes those guys down down the draft board. Most definitely. Yeah, I think if four got if there are four quarterbacks that get picked in that top or at least three, right? If you're picking at ten, you're getting one of the seven best position players, right? Which on, on a normal year you 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 wouldn't be in that position. So I think the more that those quarterbacks get pushed up, 
the better that it is for them because it's going to it's gonna make the pool of guys available at 10 much better. And it also might give them the availability to be able to slide back two spots and know that they're still going to get one of those guys. Yeah. So. So I guess our oh. part this year is going to be Cam Jurgens. Yeah. As of I mean, as of right now, I mean, I I, I don't know what they're. Yeah, playing. he's gonna he'll slide into that guard spot. You think that's what they're gonna do until uh, till Kelsey retires? Yeah. I don't, and I don't understand why they wouldn't do it. Just give that boy as much playing experience as possible. Let him line up next to Kelsey and see what he does. Let him learn the game that way, and then he'll take over after Kelsey's gone. Which, I hope, never, which I hope never happens. <laughs> I'm a 90 year old Jason Kelsey. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's hard. Hunger dogs. Hunger dogs. Hunger hippos. Hunger cats. What? Good gracious. I'll start. Can't hear you. <laughs> it would just be so great. It would just be so great. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, gentlemen, we'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. We'll talk Phillies, little Phillies, little Sixers on the way out. Peace out, guys. All right. Later, skaters. Later. Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer garden in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Vonsi Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! In Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com dob and show your love for your hometown team. Lotorin's curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high-quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Goes a lot. Dash tourain.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for Drunk on Broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD. Welcome back, Joe. Welcome. Where do you want to? Where do you want to go first? Uh, you want to go, go Phillies? You want to go Sixers? Let's go Phillies and and then wrap wrap up with the team that uh, starts the playoffs on Saturday. I love it. I love it. So rough start, Joe. <laughs> rough start, right? Like to to just be completely transparent, right? Not not the ideal start, right? They they aren't playing as well as they could be, right? But we also have to remember 
this team that's playing right now is not playing it's it's not the same team that was playing last October. True. The pitching staff is not the same. The the level of importance in the games not the same. But it's also a very very long season. Right? They've played less than 10% of their games. They're playing without their starting first baseman. Right, without their without their best player, without one of the the guys in their starting rotation. There's a lot of a lot of missing pieces, right? They're playing basically with the the third string first baseman yeah. that only plays when he absolutely has to. They they've done a lot of shuffling with the lineup. There's been a lot of guys in and out. Talk to me about where you are in terms of what this team has given you for the, for, you know, the first couple of games of the season? Huh, a lot. Well, to be only totally honest with you, Don, they've given me a lot of anxiety, but I, I think, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, be, just be, no, you know, I'm the, 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 I think it, it's, it's, and for me, what I need to realize, and I think a lot of us need to realize too, is, you know, this is, it was Rob's first off season as manager, you know, going going to to, to spring training and all that, and uh, being with the guys and coming off, you know, that that World Series high, where you're two wins away from winning it all, and now you have to, um, you know, you you come into the season, you know, at, Reese gets hurt right before, like the week before, the week before, like he right before so. Close to making it out of there unscathed. Um, it's it's a lot, you know, between between Reese and 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 Ranger. Um, you know, th- those two, those those are tough blows. Um, and then then you have Derek Hall who takes over for Reese, and then Derek Hall gets hurt. So yeah, you're 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 down to your your third stringer over there at first base. But I guess I, for me, it's you know, I think he's he's kind of panicking a little bit because it seems like there's a different lineup every day. You know, I, I understand that you scored 15 runs and then you change the lineup. I, I just like I think that's I think you're overthinking it too much and you're being too analytical with the whole analytical side of baseball. Like Brandon, yeah. center fielder. OK, maybe he's not great against left lefties. OK, so neither is Pache. Yeah, Our starter. So why don't you just gotta learn how to hit? If he if you don't put him in the game to go against lefties, how is he supposed to? How is he supposed to get learned or get better? Uh, listen, I, I completely agree, right? And I think Joe, the the version of Brandon Marsh that you're that you'd get in those spots where you're 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 swapping the left handed bat for the right handed bat. When the right-handed bat is Christian Pache, yeah, like come on, like like you're 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 not swapping apples for apples, right? This is like apples for like rotten apples. <laughs> like you're 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 not getting a one-to-one, and that like Christian Pache, I've seen like I, that experiment, Joe. I've seen enough for me. I've seen enough. Yeah, like I, honestly, Scott King, I would. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Right at at the very least, you are paying that dude enough money, yeah, to to be productive in Lehigh Valley. The product that you would get, he's a right-handed bat. He can play center field. Like I would rather have that guy and give that guy a shot because Christian Pache is not anything. He he's not a major league baseball player. Right, he's not he he's got like one and three quarter tools. Yeah. And he's, and he's one. Like it just, I, I, I just, I don't need to see any more of that experiment. Um, And listen, I don't think Scott Kingery is going to come up here and light the world on fire, but I no. think he could come up here and be much more productive. Absolutely. I mean, and he can't, he can't be, he can't be any worse, worse than Pasha. <laughs> no, 
And hundred percent not. And the thing about, you know, he keeps hanging around and he's been on the roster and he's been, you know, down to AAA, this and that. This might this might be they might just say, you know, this is it. This is your last year to to prove that you can, you know, play at the major league level, that you can come up to the big league roster. That they might, you know, they might pull the plug on that. Like, how many years are you going to go back and forth with this guy? You know, you got you got to at least have him on the bench. He's got to be. I, I think he needs to be up here, and Pache needs to go down and just figure out how to freaking hit the ball. Listen, I'm Joe. I know you gave up a, a minor league pitcher for Pache, but like I, 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 I honestly have seen enough that I really don't need to see him in AAA either. Like you could. I know they won't, but like you could release him, and I wouldn't really be sad. Well, he's um, been teams in in how many months? What does that What does that say? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. it's listen. Let's talk about some guys that are being productive, right? Stott, Stott is boom. starting the year with a monster start, man. Yeah. You know, at this point, going into tonight, batting four twenty, right? He's got the the 12 the 12 game hit streak right he's he's playing really well um outside of a couple of bonehead you know base running things which i think they is a team is it part of is that. it is a team thing yep. more than a stat thing um but he's playing really well and i really like where he is in terms of i think you're seeing kind of the benefits of having a, a an up the middle partner in Trey Turner Right, you're learning from a pro's pro, a guy who's, you know, probably the best shortstop in baseball. Yeah. I just, I, I love where he's at. I love where Castellanos is at. The he Alec, Castellanos. Alec Bohm. Go ahead. Alec Bohm, man. I mean, he he hit he hit the weight room in in the off season. You could you could definitely tell. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and he is just. You know, the it's like it's like a beach ball out there for him. He's you know he's hitting he's hitting for power. He's hitting singles. He's hitting doubles. Like he is just he's locked in. He's locked in uh, every game, all game. It's just it's great to see. It's great to see him. You know, just flourish uh, the, this season so far. And I think it's you know it's it's just a picture of things to come for him. It's it's fantastic. You know, it, and, it's fantastic. The, the the only the only like I said, and I go back to this, and I said this earlier. The only thing that really is is tough for me is these. They're you know they're at the top of the lineup, they're at the bottom of the lineup, middle of the lineup. Like you're you're trying to build consistency, but yeah. right off the bat, it's inconsistent because the manager is he's just kind of like throwing throwing something at a wall just to see what's going to stick. But the but but so far it's worked out between you know those two guys, uh, even Trey Trey you know getting bumped down from from the leadoff spot, um, it's uh, it's it's been good it's been good for those guys and Cassianos has been fantastic, yeah. I think he's really stepped up to the plate and um, he's doing a lot better than I think a lot of people uh, expected. I mean they wanted him to have a bounce back year. The only thing for me is w- with him is I just. I can't understand why he doesn't have the ability to hit, hasn't had a, a home run at this point. No, and he's and listen. I I wouldn't have known this unless I looked at the statistics, but I didn't realize because he's been really. I I feel like he's been really productive at the plate. He's got he leads the team with twenty strikeouts, and I think that might only be because of the amount of games that he's played. Right, he's one of one, two, three. It's one of four guys in the lineup that's played 12 games. Okay. So, you know, he he's I, – I, I can overlook that when when I'm looking at the fact that, like, that he scored 11 runs and, you know, he's driven in he, – he's driving in runs. He's getting on base. He's being productive. I think he's finding that comfort zone. But, Joe, I think a lot of that lineup flexibility that's happening yeah. is because of those injuries. Right. If you had, you know, Hoskins and Harper and Turner and you, you had all those guys. Right. You would know. You, re- you really wouldn't see. I think you would see a lot less of that 
I got to bounce this guy for this guy. I'm moving this guy up, up and down the lineup. I think they're searching for that, you know, that, that unique lineup that's going to be productive. Yeah. Because of all the injuries. Right. But I think the, you know, and, and Joe, we'll kind of wrap it, the, the Phillies on this one. What are your thoughts? You know, the, the idea, you know, comes out yesterday that Bryce Harper has been, you know, going to the team with the idea of, you know, maybe taking over that first base slot. What are your thoughts on, you know, him sliding back into the lineup in that first base slot? I mean, I can, I can appreciate, you know, that, that process, that thought process, you know, and I mean, as, as a manager, I mean, every, every manager want the best ability is availability. So if you're available to play, wherever the manager wants wants or needs you to play i think it's a great thing the only thing that i'm a little leery of is i like how does that process work i mean i don't has he ever played i would have to go back and look has he ever played first base at any level at ever i mean at, listen joe i know i know in high school he caught yeah so so i mean and, and he, he seems like the type of kid that growing up would have played basically wherever he wanted because of the type of athlete that he was. I know he played outfield. I'm sure in high school he, he, he caught, probably played first base. Um, professionally, I don't think that professionally. He's always either – he's always just played the outfield. Right. Um, but I think if there's a guy – like if he sees that, you know, that's a hole – in this in this team's lineup where he can kind of plug and play both the offensive and defensive part of that right you you know that you're not getting hoskins back you know for the foreseeable future if at all right so the short to you know you the if the short term is that they're more productive with harper castellanos and schwarber all in the lineup and then you can flip flop, you know, you can still flip flop Bohm and, you know, Sosa on the days that Harper doesn't play first. I think it's if he can, listen, if he can be serviceable at first, it's better than what they would be getting from Cody Clements. True. Very true. And, and on, on the defensive end and then offensively, right? Right. Like you're, you're already seeing the videos of him taking BP at this point putting things in the third deck like so i feel like it's closer than we think um i heard that a lot of what the the clearance that they're coming through uh that's coming through the news is about sliding sliding. yeah and and you know worried about the the injury that could happen with the impact there so i really feel like once, once that hurdle gets jumped i feel like they're they're on they're on the mend man they're they're and it's again it's a long, long season. It's a yeah. long summer. It's a, you know, when, when you play, you know, 162 games, that's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You got to, you got to take your time. Can't be, yeah, you, you, we can't be overreacting to the, to the, the highs and the lows so much. It's more of like a, like a, like a slow grind. But I think once they hit their stride in June or, you know, you know, the, in May and June, Harper comes back. That lineup starts to solidify itself. I think you're going to see, you know, they and Joe. Let's be honest, right? This time last year, right? Girardi was still the manager. Yeah. They looked worse than they do right now. It's true. It is true. So, you can only go to the well so many times, though. <laughs> that, you, Joe, you, you're you're not wrong. No. What about no. what what? in the hell is going on with Aaron Nola? Oh. Mr. I can't get out of the I, – I can't go through the rotation more than two times without getting lambasted. <laughs> God, it's it's that's so frustrating. What do you think – it's he's it's all – it's got to be between the years. It's all mental. What, it's it's, what? it's, it's got to be because you tell – you can tell when he's got good stuff, man. He's got good stuff, but when it, but when it's not good, it's yeah, off a cliff. When it's not good, it's bad. It, it gets horrible. And he's 
he's throwing curveballs that just hang over the plate and just get crushed. And it happens instantaneously. Like he could he he could strike out the side in the fourth, come back in the fifth, and that lineup has turned over twice. And all of a sudden, man, he just can't get out of his own way. It's just it's it, it it's God, it's so frustrating to 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 talk about because you see the glimpses last year when he's just he has the ability to just mow people down and he just can't get out of his own way. Are you giving him a monster contract? No, I I I, I got to be completely honest. I don't know what the alternative is, but I know that I've seen the best version of him already. I don't feel like there's a better version of him if I give him a bigger deal. Well, he's fallen since the since the World Series. Oh, absolutely. But I, I don't know what the I, – I don't have a list of names in front of me. Yeah. I don't know what the alternatives could be. They're, they they got to, you know, really consider and think about because – we we can't have we can't have this. We can't have meltdowns in the playoffs. We can't have guys that can't make it into the sixth inning. And you know, just you, you, he's got to be a two. He's got to play like a, a one or a two. And he's he's just, he's not. He's not. No, and and I think you could see a scenario, Joe, where they let him walk. Right, Ranger Suarez is still there. Andrew Painter, you know, is inserted in that in that rotation. Maybe one of the other young guys, maybe they, they spread that Nolan money out and maybe add to the back end of the rotation to make that stronger. Maybe your four and fives are a little bit stronger. I just don't see the – the you're not going to get the return on investment for the amount of money that you're going to spend on Nola to be able to get what they need to get out of him, which is they need consistency. And he's just – He's not. not. He's not. It's just not that. Oh, well, Jeff, let's end on a good note, right? Dexters! <laughs> Play the song! <laughs> but they got, they got, uh... If I had uh, it, it would. Oh, wait, I might have it somewhere. Hold it, on. I might, hold on. I gotta, I gotta go in the archives here. Hold on. Oh, no, I think it got deleted. 10, uh, 9, 8, 76. They don't, none of them wants... To hear hear us sing? <laughs> no, they don't. No, they did not. This is not. This is not a singing. No, here. Okay, so we're playing. That should be. There's no. There's really no reason they should lose a game to Brooklyn. They should. No. They should sweep Brooklyn. Uh, and and this this, this could, could could there be a Michael Bridges scores forty seven points? Maybe one. They steal maybe, one. There's maybe no one to lose more than one game. Right. No reason at all. No, uh, and, and you're looking at right. So they're they're gonna they're gonna tip off right. They get the the Bobo Saturday afternoon one o'clock time slot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and to be honest, you know the, the really the only series that's gonna play it, that that's gonna be super competitive, right? Is that Cavs Knicks series? That's really the only one that's relatively debatable. Um, but I think you're you're gonna see. I think you're going to see a different level of Embiid. I think you saw that kind of that they they were. I, saw, I heard a statistic on the radio. I think they were 12 and 12 to start the year, but then they they finished the year like and don't quote me on that. I know I'm going to mess the numbers up, but they were like they, the rest of the season they only had 16 losses. They wow. were like 42 and 16. Yeah. After that 12 and 12 stretch. I mean, they're playing really well. The only thing that I'm looking at, right, in this series against the Nets, right, is for them to really just assert themselves early mm-hmm. and not give the Nets any space to breathe because you're really talking about Michael, Michael Bridges and a, and, a, and a cast of characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, they should be uh... – you know, in in the fourth quarters of these games, by enough where they can put you know, rest, harden, alternate these guys in and out, and keep yeah, them fresh. Right. Because that's really what it comes down to. You're you're gonna need uh, you're gonna need these guys r- r- ripping and running, ready to go for that second round, whether it's Boston or Milwaukee. 
Um, but that's it. I mean, all the chips are on the table. It, it's 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 finals or bust for me. It's yeah. You know, there's there's going to be major, major, major fallout ramifications uh, if they can't get past the second round. But hey, you got you got to ride yeah. the wave. You know, I mean, it's do or die. It's now or never. So it's here. Here it is, guys. Put up or shut up. Yeah, I, listen, Joe. I think you could see a scenario where, right, a lot of if you remember a couple of those games down the stretch when Embiid is scoring in the mid forties, right, but he's only playing, you know, 28, 29, 31 minutes. I think you could see a handful of those games against the Nets where, like, they're up huge late, and and you know, like you're saying, he gets the four essentially like the fourth quarter off where you can get other guys minutes where you can keep those guys fresh, where you might need. And as much as I hate to say it, right. You might need a stretch at some point from, you know, a Liang or a Milton, right. I think the, the, the two guys that I'm going to look at to come off the bench and be, you know, really effective Right, the Anthony Melton has got to be effective, and Jalen McDaniels has got to be. Th- those are the two guys that I'm looking at that can come off the bench, be athletic, be defensive, yeah, and really give those guys spells. Because I don't need to see, I really don't need to see Paul Reed as the backup center. No. Right, right. PJ Tucker is going to be the guy that's going to slide into that five when when Embiid comes off the floor. So you're going to see some lineup flexibility there. You're going to see Harden and Maxi probably on the floor at the same time, second team. But Maxi's the guy that's that really has to elevate his game in this in this postseason Absolutely. for them to to they they need him to be that third wheel because you know Tobias the friendly ghost is going to be yeah. he 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 he's going to be there but not really not yeah. You can't I, – I, he's a guy that he, – he's not even really in, in the conversation because you know that I mean, he might have a game, he might have two games, but the rest of the – you know, he, he's going to probably be invisible for the for the rest of the series. And, you know, as we progress through, through Brooklyn and go to get to Boston or Milwaukee, I, I think you're going to – you're going to see less and less of him, you know, rising up and, and showing that he's – ready for that moment i just he's not he's just not he's not built that way i don't think he's wired that way he's not like you know give me the ball give me the ball in the fourth quarter i'm gonna hit you some some clutch shot you know you're yeah. gonna be able to rely on me when it really counts i just don't think that he's he's just he's just not that guy yeah i think you're you're looking at eight guys right if you're if you're starting harden maxi harris tucker and Embiid. Right, the the three guys coming off the bench are De'Anthony Melton, Jalen McDaniels, and probably Niang, right? But if Niang, if you put Niang in, if he's the first guy off the bench to to hit some you know some threes, and you see that he's cold, he's got to come off because he's such a defensive liability. Yep. So that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be aggressive. I think they are aggressive. I think they kind of set the tone early. Um, but I, I, Joe, I'm with you on this. I really don't think that this series goes more than four or five at all. I think, right. and, and I think the the Nets are 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 they're in a they're in a funky spot right now because that if you would have said at the beginning of the year that they're going to play the Nets in the first round of the playoffs, should have been like, oh crap! <laughs> I would have been like, what the what what kind of shit raw deal did we get because you got you would you would have been looking at Durant, Kyrie, and, and Ben Simmons, right, yeah. as your core of your team. The other good, right, <laughs> right. And now you're right. You're you're now looking at Brooklyn trying to maybe potentially build around Bridges as the cornerstone of that franchise now. Yeah, yeah. You and gotta, that's yeah. That's the bitter. That's the bitter pill that we're gonna have to swallow for this series is watching that dude shine because, yep, you had him. You had him. Damn, and, and talk about dropping the ball. Oof. And you think about Joe, the difference between where this team would be 
if he was on this roster for the last couple seasons, man, they, they, they I, I'm I'm a hundred percent certain that that they don't lose those second round series yep. against the Celtics, mm-hmm. and they're probably playing for for an NBA Finals. Most likely, I mean, he could take he can he could take over a game. I mean, we, we've seen that. You've seen it. Uh, glimpses of that in in Phoenix, but then when he got flipped to Brooklyn, man, he was like, he's been shining. He's been shining ever since he's been there. Because he's the guy. Yep. And he's kind of shown that he can be the guy. Where's and, the Smith anyway? He might as well be on my couch. <laughs> I mean, he's like he. <laughs> He he could be playing somewhere, but he surely ain't eating sesame seeds. No no, no sesame seed bagels for him. So here here's the million dollar question. All right, is there real a real possibility, or are we are we going back to? I just I can't get past them them being able to beat Boston or Milwaukee. I just I can't see them in a seven game series. Being able to match their athleticism to match their their uh, their experience, I just I just I can't I can't I can't go there, Joe. They're gonna need they need Embiid in those series because at this point to get to the finals, they're gonna have to go through both of them. Yep, they're gonna need Embiid to be the guy that plays. 42, 44, 46 minutes and just be the most dominant guy because if he's on the floor, there's not a guy on Boston that can hang with him for for that stretch. Right. Because if he's on the floor for 44 minutes, he's putting up 50, 60 points because he's put up 50 points in like 33 minutes before. So – they're going to need – and they're going to need – like Harden is healthy. Harden was not healthy last year. They're going to need Harden to be, you know, maybe not Harden of old, but maybe like Chris Paul light. Like they're going to need him to be facilitating and distributing, and they're going to need him to be able to get the ball to those guys in space. But I'm looking at those two guys have to play – lights out on offense because defensively Harden is not going to guard, right? He's not going to match up real well on defense. Max, he's not going to, they're not, he's not going to match up real well. Right. So you're going to need those guys to step up and play really well offensively and be like, and hold their weight on, on defense. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, and the, the biggest, the biggest uh, question or the biggest concern and the biggest need for this team, for them to to, to advance past or, or to be able to beat a team like Boston or Milwaukee is uh, is Maxie. Yeah, Ma- Ma- Maxie's the key. And Maxie has struggled against the Celtics. He, ha- he has. And he, 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 he got to be consistent. I mean, he's shown flashes where he could be a, an elite scorer, you know, but he's he's got to give you – you know he's got to give you twenty plus a night. I think he's got to give you twenty plus a night, or 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 close to that. You know, he and he's got to show up in in big moments. He's got to show up in the fourth quarter. You know, these guys, they've got to show. You know, they've got to have the heart heart of a lion, heart of a champion. Um, yeah. When you know it's when it's the, when the game's on the line, and the the only guy that I that I really have faith in and can trust to do that is Embiid. Um, you you really just hope that these other guys can can raise their level of play to to be closer match Joel. I agree. Joe, anything you want to anything you want to touch on on the way out before we head out here? Uh, it's a fun time. There's a lot of stuff going on. There is a lot. Any, of any, any final thoughts? Oh man, it's so nice. Like you said, it's so nice to have this weather. Man, it's it's just a, it's a breath of fresh air. Just puts a smile on your face, you know. It's I, I'm hoping that this this baseball team could turn it around quick because they love going down to the park. But I really love going down to the, watch the Phillies when 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 they're when they're winning, and you know it's it makes it that much more fun and it's such a better feeling. So I agree. 
I, Joe, listen, you know what? I, I was going to talk about the Big Five and that that whole thing coming back at this, but I'll save that for another time. The weather is incredible, so whatever you people got to do to get outside, whether it's a dog walk, whether it's just sitting on your patio, whatever it is, watch the game, turn the radio on, whatever it is, get outside, enjoy the weather, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. Later, later Philly. Go Sixers. Yeah. Go Sixers. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 267-405-3062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 830 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat.